welcome back to Homo in Late Training. I'm JDIA, and we're a variety show. Changes every week, and you know, this week, y'all are lucky enough to be blessed with some science. And the science segment is where I talk about things that I love or things that our audience submitted. And today, I'm gonna take a little break from spacey wacy. I'm gonna dive into some earth sciences. One of the things that I've been not curious about, but things that I wanted to kind of get a better understanding about is wind. Aigre, um, whatever you call it in your native tongue, but wind is something that is very mysterious to a lot of people. One, because you can't see it, but you can feel the fuck out of it. It's hot, it's cold, and it hits you in the face. Where does it come from? What is it made out of? And why is it important to us? Right, because we mostly see wind as like an inconvenience. We don't see it as benefiting us, but you know, wind has a lot more properties than you would think. So uh, this is gonna be another short episode because all these science episodes be short because one, I don't have a lot of time, and two, because my science things, I'm trying to do them more like answering a question and not so much like a broad topic, right? Because if I were to do weather on Earth, then I think I could go a lot more in-depth about wind, but this is just going to be a very basic overview of where wind comes from and how you can kind of read like a weather map. But before I do that, make sure you listen to this commercial because your boy needs to get some money and it helps fund the podcast, bitch. Like we're over here trying to get microphones and merch and shit, so help us out and I'll be right back. Okay, so let's talk about wind. Now, what is the definition to lay wind? <sighs> so Miss Webby, well actually I'm gonna do Wikipedia because you know, y'all should donate to Wikipedia because they be doing their shit for free and yeah, sometimes that information be kind of whack sometimes but they do have sources so if you do question it, there's always the sources to go to. To be honest, I use Wikipedia for a lot of stuff so y'all should be donating. But wind is the natural movement of air or other gases relative to a planet's surface. So wind is just the movement of air. And what is air? Air is an invisible, gaseous substance surrounding the Earth, usually a mixture between oxygen, nitrogen, and other molecules. But wind is just the horizontal movement of air, and when you mix nitrogen, oxygen, all these gases together, they act as one body of fluid? Because technically wind is a fluid. We'll get into that because it's a little complicated, but... Yes, so all these gases mixing together, bonding together, creates this wind that we feel on our face um, on a very cold winter day or on a very hot day. So it can be a pleasure and a torture. But there's a lot of really cool apps out there where you can see the wind patterns that we have on Earth. Um, I don't remember what app I had and I'm like having a really hard time remembering what it is, but it's an app where you can switch between weather, wind, precipitation, and earthquakes. And it's kind of like filters. You add filters to the earth and you can see all of that stuff. I used to do that back when we would have like these tropical storms. I kind of wanted to see where they're coming from and if I should be prepared for that or not. Because bitch, I'd be getting my car washed and be raining the next day and 
I'm fucking pissed. So I, there's a lot of apps where you can kind of track the wind patterns and weather patterns of the Earth. But wind and temperature are essentially linked together because the temperature of the Earth is going to depend on how strong our wind is and in what direction the wind is going to be blowing. So people like to think that the sun heats the air. Right. People are like, dude, summer is hot because the sun is blaring and the sun is just like warming up the air. But that's actually not what's happening. The sun is warming the ground and the ground is radiating heat. And that heating that happens from the sun on the ground happens unevenly because we have hills, we have mountains, we have houses. The earth is moving. There's a lot of different factors that cause the sun to not heat the earth evenly. And this uneven distribution of heat causes different parts of the earth to get hotter than others. So no matter where you are in the planet, warm air will always be lighter and less dense, while cold air is going to be heavier and more dense. That's why hot air and steam rises to the top, and typically fog, mist, things like that tend to stay close to the ground. Um, an easy way to know that is like a hot air a balloon, right? People are like, well, why does a hot air balloon go up in the air? And it's because that air inside the balloon has that fire and it's being heated. And that heating of those molecules, when they're all stuck together and dense, makes them spread apart and get re- a lot of distance between them. And that action is what makes the air less dense and warmer, which makes hot air balloons rise a lot higher. If you're an Avatar, the last Airbender fan, which I've been posting episodes every weekend, well, I try to. I mean, like, bitch, I'm almost done, so... But, um... There's an episode where Sokka and Zuko go to a prison in the middle of a volcano, and they're in a hot air balloon, but once they hit the volcano, they start to sink, and it's because the volcano is like heated by hot water and steam and all this stuff, so now the surrounding air is no longer dense. It's now light, so the hot air balloon doesn't have anything to really, like, counterbalance itself like the air inside the balloon is the same outside of the balloon so the balloon deflated and it fell and it was a whole episode y'all need to y'all need to watch but that's essentially how air is right air is either thick or it's thin the hard thing for people to comprehend though is that air has weight and that's because the molecules that our air is made out of the nitrogen the oxygen all that weighs something it's heavy you know like helium the reason why you can suck in helium and then like have that light voice is because those molecules are light And when those light air molecules are going through your vocal tract, that's what creates that high pitch sound. But something like, oh, what is it? I don't think it's, it's probably nitrogen. I don't remember. You suck in another type of air and it makes your voice sound like this. And bitch, that shit fucking sounds fucking creepy as fuck. But that's because the air is more dense and more dense air creates lower notes, etc., etc., Now, the weight that we feel from all the molecules, imagine that everything that you feel, every wind, every time you you wave your hand, you feel the wind in your hand, right? Every time you walk, you feel the air pushing your hair. Those are heavy molecules pressing down on you. And that's what we call atmospheric pressure. But air pressure is not the same everywhere because the lower you are to the ground, the more 
compressed the air is going to be compared to higher elevations of the earth. So, for example, let's say Florida. Um, we hate Florida, we know. But Florida is below sea level. I mean, it's also sinking. So I don't know if y'all been done heard about Florida sinking, but bitch, it is. And it's because it's below sea level. So the atmospheric pressure will be more in Florida compared to somebody who's in the Rocky Mountains. Because if you know anything about um, the Rocky Mountains, are relatively new when it comes to the United States. And when I say United States, I mean like the continent, not the country itself. Like the Rocky Mountains are a relatively new mountainous area that was created. So a lot of that is very high elevation. That's why if you look at a map, a lot of times you're going to see like Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska are going to be like green lower. But then once you get where the Rocky Mountains are, it's going to get orange, red, yellow, all those colors. It's because that elevation is so much higher. So the air pressure is not going to be that much that's why sometimes, like, if you ever hear people in the Olympics, they train in, like, mountainous areas. It's because the air is a lot thinner there. So it depends where you are on the Earth on where the air pressure is going to equalize itself. And because these pressure differences and heat differences happen all over the planet, you have to think of wind as a way to smooth out those pressure differences in our atmosphere. Because... Our Earth is constantly trying to find equilibrium, which means trying to find a balance, trying to find that comfortable, warm spot. And some of y'all might know this, but people who read this data are called meteorologists. I'm sure you heard of these hoes before. They use air pressure measurements to forecast the weather. So if you ever watch the Weather Channel, you might see um, in their little pictures, they have like a blue H and a red L. And that just means that the pressure is high or low in that area. And that high and low is created by this uneven heating that happens of the earth and the wind is its way to kind of equalize the pressure differences in the atmosphere. So low pressure systems happen because air is being heated on the ground and it expands up and out. So that means that there's less air pressing down on that spot because it's coming up from the ground and dispersing out. So now think about that air that just left that ground. You just left kind of like a hole. And that's where you get the low pressure. It's because that air has just moved up to the sky and is no longer on the ground. And if, if you're in the low part of the earth during like weather and stuff, it's usually going to be raining cloudy because that hot air is going up to the sky and cooling and creating clouds. And that's how you kind of get that rainy, cloudy weather when you have a low pressure system. Now, highs, high pressure systems, the blue H's exist because the air is coming from the top cooling down and becoming denser. So it sinks down and sits there. So kind of like a hose. Just think of a hose spraying water and hitting the ground. That's kind of what's happening in, in the sky um, because air is a fluid. So the high pressure systems bring normally clear weather. Now I mentioned before that the earth wants to balance itself out and this is where air comes in. And before I explain the next part, you have to think of air as a fluid. I've said this before, but it's because it is. And the reason why it is a fluid, because a fluid is any substance that flows. And air is made up of stuff, air particles, molecules that are loosely held together in a gas form. Although liquids are the most common type of fluids, 
gases can also be liquids. So air moves exactly like water. And you, I mean, you can see it. I mean, if, like I said, if you use those maps where you can see airflow, it looks just like water. They bounce off each other. They create ripples. Like, bitch, it's a fluid. Get over it. And just like any fluid, air wants to move from high to low pressure. Let's give you an example of what that looks like, okay? So for my Cali friends or my coastal buddies, when you're on a beach, you know, you're just chilling, the sun is coming up. And the land such sand is going to get a lot warmer faster than the water is because water takes a long time to heat up, but surface does not. So this air warms up because, you know, the ground's warming up, so the air warms up and it expands and it goes up and out. You've now created a low pressure point on the beach. So now the beach is empty. It's like, bitch, where all the fucking air go? But the ocean is still cold. The ocean's dense cold so then that cold ocean air rushes into that low pressure part and that's how you get that cool sea breeze that happens is that that cold air is trying to fill those little gaps that are left by the transfer of heat from the ground to the atmosphere which we're talking about the clouds so take that and make it earth-sized this is what happens to our planet air at the equator is constantly warmed by the sun because the equator is always facing the sun and is never not getting sunlight throughout the day. That's why in equator places, you know, parts of Africa, Central America, they don't really experience seasons because it's always hot because the sun's always hitting it. Now, this hot belt that the earth has creates low pressures in that area. And the poles are high pressure because it's so cold and dense. So based off of that information, you're going to have the equator and the poles exchanging temperatures. And that is what is creating that wind. Those molecules that are hot as fuck in the equator want to get cold. So they're going to fly all the way up to the North Pole to get cold and vice versa. The cold North Pole's like, bitch, it's too cold. Let me warm up. They're going to go to the equator and they're going to warm up. Now, that is if the Earth was normal, straight, not moving. But our Earth is tilted and it's rotating and it's a fucking behemoth. So this creates a little bit more of a complicated weather system than I explained earlier, right? There's different belts, and then those different belts interact differently, and then depending on the seasons, depending on just so many things, the pressure system and the way that the air moves on Earth changes every day and all the time. So it's not so simple when the, when the Earth is moving, but one thing that I want everyone to just think about when they think about wind is just think of wind is just trying to find a home always whether it's hot or cold if it's hot it wants to live in the sky and if it's cold it wants to live on the ground so this constant tug and pull is what creates the wind and essentially is what kind of causes the weather because these high pressure and low pressure is what causes storms i mean for my kansas friends what are tornadoes tornadoes are just Cold and hot air mixing together, causing a little cyclone. So I think that's really interesting. And just to wrap everything up, because, I mean, that's 
That's it. <laughs> That's really all that it is. But to wrap it up, air is really important. The wind is very important for us because it it disperses a lot of the pollutants that we have, right? So we drive cars, we have houses, um, chimneys, um, factories, all this stuff. If that air, if that wind wasn't there to disperse all of that stuff, we would die. We would get poisoned because we rely so much on fresh air even in the cities you guys if we didn't have this wind whether it be brutal or refreshing it it, it wouldn't be good and a lot of my kansas friends right now are experiencing wind chill which is like when it's like let's say it's like 10 degrees but the wind makes it feel like it's negative five i know that is a really bitchy shitty thing to be experiencing right now but just know that without the wind, we'd be dead. And another reason why I love Earth, I love Earth sciences, and I hope that this kind of like perked up your ears a little bit and kind of made you realize that even though wind is invisible, it's a thing. It's a thing that has weight, you can touch, you can smell, and you can feel. You just can't see it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's still there. It's just hidden. But yeah, so that's everything. Au revoir.